Does your family or your loved ones not get your business? Maybe they're asking you to stop giving them advice all the time. Or maybe they muted you or blocked you on social media. Or are you ticked off that you have the answers to their problems and they're not asking you about it? Or maybe it is that when they do ask you and you give them advice, they immediately dismiss it. And that frustrates the heck out of you. Today, we're talking about the real people in our lives, not the people we meet online. Because if this is you, I have a story for you that I really hope helps you reframe this whole thing in your mind and at the end, give you some good steps to follow so that this doesn't consume all of your energy. Hi, my name is Ina Coveney. I'm a business coach and I specialize in monetizing tiny audiences. And right now you're listening to the Get Clients First podcast where I talk to the top coaches in the world about their true startup story. And I come here and teach you every other week on how to grow your coaching business, even if you have a small audience. Today's topic is all about the real people in your life and how to handle it. Because I just had a great conversation with some of my entrepreneurial besties on how to deal with this. It feels like we're all on the same boat that as coaches, we have come through some stuff. We have some answers for the real people in our lives that we see every day. It could be our mom. It could be our sister. It could be our cousin. It could be our best friend from high school. We see them struggling with something and we know that we have the solution for it. We have the answer. We know that it works. We have tried it with many different kinds of clients and we know exactly how it could work for them. We, we can see them struggling and yet we feel like oh, I I want to help them and we're just not finding very uh, smooth or politically correct ways of approaching that topic so things end up sounding a little bit like blah 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 blah, blah. And we end up not helping anybody and everybody else ends up just being mad at us. So what gives? How do we go about helping people in our lives if they won't let us? And that, I think, is our first point of this entire thing, of unlocking this whole thing, is the fact that we feel we have the answers and they won't let us help us. What is wrong with that statement? Number one. It puts us in a very high and mighty chair. Let's just be honest here for a second. The moment you believe you have the answer for their struggle is the moment that you've lost that battle. Because the truth is that you have not qualified the real people in your life as potential clients. We as coaches have to go through a qualification process and not everybody is suited to work with us. We all have a qualification process that looks something like, hey, tell me about your struggle. Are you ready to take some uncomfortable action on it? Have you ever worked with a coach before? Do you know how this works? Let me explain the process so that you can, watch out, keyword, opt in to this coaching process. That is not happening with the real people in our lives. We think that because we know them and we've heard them talk about their struggle all day long, we feel like we have the answer. We should be able to give it to them. Here's the biggest problem. They never opted into our services. 
And that matters. Why does it matter? If they have a problem and you have a solution, why shouldn't you give it to them? Because they never flat out told you, I value this as a service. I value this advice. I'm going to put money down so that you can give it to me. And by putting money down, there is this psychological effect that happens when people pay for something because it makes them think, I really need to get my money's worth. How many times have we been in a relationship with a coach and they're asking us to do something and we feel like it's a really uncomfortable thing to ask us to do, but we go and do it anyway because we want to get our money's worth right? Something happens when we put money down. Now, am I suggesting that you should go and charge your mom for advice? No, that's not what I'm saying. In fact, you might not even want to sign your mom as a client. What I'm saying is that your mom never had the chance to opt into your services. So why are you acting like she did, right? So anyway, that's just like the the tip of the iceberg of this whole situation. There's a couple things that I want to walk through Um, And I promise you, it's not all going to be, it's all your fault, (laughs) right? It's not all your fault, Uh, but there are things that we as coaches have to be aware of. And I'm going to start by telling you a story. And I'm hoping that story kind of illustrates and puts us all on the same page of this, like this situation where we want to help people who have not asked us for it, or when they ask us for it and they don't take our advice, we get mad at it, right? Let me tell you a story. When I first started my business, this was back in 2018, I was the salary replacement coach. I had just quit my full-time job and I was teaching people that they could do coaching and replace their salaries. And I taught them how to do that. So whenever I would have a conversation with somebody in my real life and they said something about not being happy at work, I took that as an opportunity. I took that as an opening. I would go all in and be like, oh my God, that's exactly what I talk about online. You should check out these YouTube videos. Yeah, Talk to me more about it. Tell me more about you not liking your job. That was kind of my stance right? Like that's what I did as a default because I was very excited about the stuff that I knew, the stuff I was finding out, the stuff I was doing for myself, the career that I had completely left so that I could do this one thing, which was to help people start the side business and then replace their salary with it. I was very excited about it. So why wouldn't they be excited about it, right? They're telling me they don't like their job. Let's do this. But I didn't realize how wrong... (laughs) doing that was and how bad it was for me and my relationships. I literally would take any opening to talk about this thing that I was so passionate about. Now, think about you, whatever your coaching flavor is, if it's life coaching, mindset coaching, spiritual coaching, if it is astrology, whatever it is, I bet you you're super excited about it and that you know a lot about it. So whenever you hear an opening, you jump in because that's your topic, right? So this is what happened to me. I was at a birthday party for a friend of mine. And she and I had worked together in corporate. So she invited some people that I knew from my job. And I saw somebody that I had a great relationship with, but I hadn't seen her since I had quit. And this was like years before, like years ago, I quit that job. So I give her a hug, ask her how things are going. She tells me, oh, things are great. I'm still doing this photography thing, blah, blah, blah. And then I asked her, how are things at work? And she's like, oh, they're good. I, yeah, I don't want to quit my job, 
I am fine with my job. I'm, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm, I'm totally happy with my job right now. And I, I kind of look at her like, why is she telling me this? Like, I'm like, great. That's, that's not what I asked. I'm like, and I started to wonder because it wasn't the first time that somebody had done that. I was talking to somebody online that I hadn't seen since high school. And I asked her how are things at work? And she told me the same thing. Oh, I'm not looking to quit my job anytime. I'm like, hmm, okay, great. But why are you telling me that? I was missing the fact that there was a context to what I was talking about. There was a context to my question. If I'm going online and telling everybody, hey, you need to quit your job, start a side hustle, replace your salary, and this is how you do it. It's going to land very differently when I go and ask somebody, hey, how are things at work? It just is, it just does. But I wasn't aware of that. I was looking at my interactions in a vacuum. But we don't exist in a vacuum. We exist in the context of everything that we're passionate about. So when I ask somebody, how are things at work? They immediately, their brain started making connections and finding patterns and remembering that I just posted about quitting my job yesterday. So you got to realize that you do exist in your own context of what you do. It doesn't mean that's all that you do. I am so much more than a business coach. I am a mom. I am a sibling. I am a daughter. I am a friend. I am a lover of <laughs> writing really small handwriting, right? I love uh, my kids. I love going to the park with my kids. I love watching crap TV on Netflix, right? Like there's a whole range of me that people should get to experience. I'm not just one thing. This happens to be one thing that is a really big thing in my life is what I spend most of my days even thinking about, but it's not all of me. But I didn't realize that people were taking me that way, that people were looking at my online persona and assuming that's that's all me. And I was reinforcing it, but that's the only thing I wanted to talk about. So that's the moment when I gave myself a rule. My rule is I am no longer allowed to ask people, how are things at work? I'm not allowed. For as long as there is this context that I'm building around myself, I am not allowed to ask people how are things at work, even though that sounds like a really benign, really normal question that anybody would ask an old friend about. I am not allowed to ask that question because there is a grander context around it. So I have to find other ways to interact with people. So that was one first rule that I set out for myself. So what is that rule for you? What is one thing that you commonly ask people in passing? What's your sign if you're an astrologer, right? What's your sign? I don't want to give you my sign. I don't want you to draw a chart for me, right? Don't be asking people things that you think are normal when in your world, they mean something deeper. They have not opted into your content when you meet them in real life. Respect that. Let them go on their merry way. Let them get to know the different parts of you. Trust me, if you're doing things right on your social media content and they are following it, if they need you, they know where to find you. 
but you don't need to bring that into your regular into your regular interactions. So that's kind of like point number two. I forget what point number one was. Point number one, they haven't opted into your services. So no matter how much you love them, don't treat them as clients. Point number two, realize that there is a context to you. And if you're going to ask something that is commonplace in real life, but it means something different to you, put it on your list of things not to ask in real life. Now, what happens if they ask you for advice straight out? They know you're an expert at this and they want to know what you think. And as soon as you give them the advice, they say, hmm, thanks, but I don't think I'm going to do that. I would be shocked if that didn't just shred your heart, right? If that, if those words didn't make you feel like they just took your expertise and they pulled up a trash can and threw your expertise right in that trash can, right in front of your very eyes. It will sting, especially because there are clients out there who are paying good money for that expertise. And here's a family member that you love, that you want to help asking you for that advice and you're giving it to them. You're giving it to them in a silver platter, completely free. And they're telling you, I don't value this. I've been there and it hurts. So how do you create boundaries around that scenario? Should you not give advice to family members? Is that the boundary? Is that the line that we're setting? I know it's going to feel really tempting to just say, sorry, you just can't come to me with those questions anymore. I know that's going to be the first thing you want to say. It protects your energy. It draws that boundary line. It follows the advice of many coaches out there who are saying, hey, don't give away your stuff for free, right? But this is your family. This is your best friend. This is somebody that you love, that you want to see succeed. And the truth is that if you went to them for advice, they would probably give you advice too. So giving advice should be something that people just do, right? And I know that there's so many coaches out there telling you, hey, don't do that. Don't give away the advice. But you know what? When it comes to family, it's almost like the rule book just goes out the window. And as much as I would love to tell you that those conversations go great and you're going to save your energy and it's going to be wonderful, you should just tell your family and friends that you're no longer going to give them expert advice. But I can't say that because that's not something that I am willing to do. It's not something that I want to do. What I have done is I have informed my family members that giving them advice is not a zero energy cost to me. It's not as if somebody was coming and asking me, hey, should I add salt or pepper to that recipe? I don't care if you add salt or pepper to your recipe, but I do care if you succeed in your life. And the advice I'm giving you is to help you do that. So when you throw my advice in the trash right in front of me, it does pain me. Now, maybe I should be building up some thicker skin, right? Maybe I should. I need to be working, always be working on myself. Why am I reacting this way? How can I prevent this from hurting me so much? But you know what? When it does, I have said that out loud. Has it worked out 100% of the time? No, it hasn't. 
it is not an easy conversation to have, but I have tried to be as honest as possible in those communications. Um, will they take it wrong? Maybe. Will they be hurt by me saying this? Maybe. But in the meantime, it is my energy that is getting hurt, frustrated, and depleted when I offer advice that is not taken by somebody who is not coming in understanding the huge value that this advice can bring. Because, as we said in point number one, they never opted into those services. So I have been in that position of telling my family members, it is this is not a, a light conversation for me. And hearing that you're not going to take my advice after I've put so much expertise and effort into crafting it, it is hurtful. It does hurt. So I have been able to say that out loud. So what is the point? Point number three, if it hurts you and frustrates you when your loved one doesn't take your advice outside of a coaching relationship, you can voice, express, and explain your feelings and spend some time figuring out what you can do to reframe the situation so that it doesn't hurt you or frustrate you as much as it does now. Because if there's one thing that's true is that we cannot change our loved ones, but we have full control over ourselves. And finally, what happens if your family knows that you have this expertise, but they don't ask you for advice? This actually reminds me of an episode of Frasier. <laughs> it's like my favorite show in the world. And there was one episode where there, Frasier is a radio psychologist, right? That means that he's like Dr. Laura, right? Like you call him on the radio and he gives you psycho psychology advice. And there is a new team member, a new radio personality in the team, and she has a finance show, but she's kind of staying very withdrawn from the rest of the teammates, and she's not making any friends, and she's robbing people the wrong way. So Fraser comes up to her and tells her, listen, if you want to make more friends, if you want to be included, if you want to have a better relationship with the staff, uh, I think it would help if you maybe came and had lunch with us, or maybe you treated people a little bit nicer, right? I don't remember, I'm paraphrasing, but something like that. He's like, hey, you know, let me tell you a little bit of it. And she goes, oh yeah, I get it. It's almost like when you call people at home and tell them what to do, give them advice. And he's like, oh no, 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 actually people call me for advice. And she goes, exactly. If people are not asking you for advice and they know, that you're an expert at this, you got to realize that they don't want your advice. If they wanted it, they would have asked you. Is it possible that they asked you at some point, but you went so gung-ho on it, <laughs> you got so excited about it that maybe scared them off a little bit, and now they don't want to talk to you about that thing anymore? That happens. We just discussed some examples of that, right? Is it possible that they just know that if they ask you, then they're going to have to do something about it. And that's a huge fear that we all have about different situations in our lives, that if we're not ready to tackle something, we're not going to ask for help. We're just going to stay in our misery and stay in what we do. But it's not up to us as coaches to save everybody around us. And if they're not asking us for help, 
they should be getting help someplace else. Maybe they're getting up through your content. Maybe that's where they're getting their help. But if they're not coming out and asking you, you got to respect where they're coming from. Maybe they don't want to work with a loved one. Maybe they don't want this relationship to turn into a coaching relationship. Maybe they're afraid that you'll start charging them, right? Maybe they are just very respectful of your time. The only thing you can do is let them know that the door is open. So if they're struggling with something and they're telling you about their struggle or they're talking to somebody else about their struggle or you know they're struggling with something, you can go and say, by the way, if you ever wanted to talk about that, I know a fair bit about it and I think I would be able to help. Just let me know. But it's completely up to you. They'll say thank you and then now they'll know. You don't have to remind them again. They know that the door is open, but you can't make them walk through it. And I know that it's really hard to get about our loved ones. If we have the solution, why can't I help you? Because that's just not how human beings work. We need to opt in to that help. And if we haven't opted in, we are not going to take it the same way as somebody who has. So let's recap this point. Point number four, if your loved ones haven't asked you for help, all you can do is let them know that the door is always open, but you can't make them walk through it. I really hope that this has been helpful because we all have families. We all have people that we wish we could help that we probably won't, or it has to be up to them to approach us for that help. And we all have people who want our help, but they don't know if they're ready to implement because they never opted into our services. So I really hope that this helps you this time. I really hope that this resonated with you. And if it did, would you take a screenshot of this episode, post it on stories, tag me at Ina Coveney, but remember to spell Coveney right. It ends in E-Y so that I can give you a big thank you for listening. And I wish you all the best with your real-life interpersonal relationships, even as we navigate this crazy coaching world. I'll see you on the next one.